For Wednesday, March 9, the 68th day of 2022. There are 297 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Counting you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country, the latest in the Ukraine, what it means to us. We'll also keep an eye on your weather and more March Madness. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Well, I'm okay, yeah. but I'm drinking hot tea with honey. Uh, so, hot tea with honey? Would that mean you have a sore throat or a yes. cough or you're trying to ward off some illness? Yeah, All something right. like well, that. Well, let's hope that uh, turns out to be successful. Do you have a favorite Warner Brothers Looney Tunes uh, character? Well... I'm a big fan of Elmer Fudd. You're a big fan of Elmer Fudd. Okay. The um, Your favorite cartoon character embodies traits that you associate with. For instance, um, or otherwise you won't find it funny. For instance, if your favorite is Sylvester the Cat, then you love to be challenged. If Porky Pig is your favorite cartoon character, you love to help others. Bugs Bunny lovers have to be the center of attention. Uh-oh. And Daffy Duck makes you laugh the most, then you have to be light-hearted. So I didn't hear Elmer in there. Sorry. We'll, we'll figure out is to, that who that is. Okay. Over there in chair number two, we say good morning and uh, welcome back. She's the Grayson County Ag Agent for the Extension Service, Ms. Whitney Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Glad to be here. Do you have a favorite Looney Tunes character? My Tasmanian Devil. So what's that say about me? Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> well, so she's Elmer Fudd. So I don't know what Elmer Fudd may say. Just... I don't know. Surely that doesn't make you gullible, and that doesn't make you a werveling dervish. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's a it's a possibility. <laughs> um, do I do either? I know. I'm going to pretend like I don't know the answer to this for her. But uh, do you do you sing in the car? I do. Yes. Always. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you if you are so mad that you feel like yelling, sing instead. Breaking into song can help push negative feelings away. People who sing reduce stress and increase energy almost instantly so you can belt out a tune when you can't during a meeting and you go and get in the car and crank it up and 
But it's also hard to sing through gritted teeth. I really like, think I can see myself yelling at my children in song form. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain staccato and like a uh, melody yeah, to I can your, appreciate to, that. To, uh-huh. to yeah. your yelling. <laughs> yeah, I could do it. Yeah. Like you're on Broadway. Like everything you do I, is you're acting out and singing out your emotions. Oh, listen, I can get behind some Broadway. I love me some Broadway. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, early rain today is maybe what you experience, depending upon where you are, but we will finish with sunshine sunshine will move into the area tomorrow is going to be a lovely day so take advantage of it it'll be sunny and warmer um but then friday well yeah we've got all the we've got all the things on friday mm-hmm. we've got whatever you want we've got warm we've got wet we've got cloud we might have a peak of sun at particular moments and then we finish with snow so it's uh it's a buffet of uh it's a weather plethora buffet on uh, friday high of 55 today tonight mostly clear a low of 34 Tomorrow, mostly sunny at a high of 63, and then we'll uh, get up to about 60 on Friday. And don't forget, daylight saving time begins on Saturday night when the overnight low will be 18 degrees. It's better than the 15 that was being forecasted this time yesterday. So who knows? It could be change again by this time tomorrow, and now we're just um, a little over a week away from St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. So uh, Girls Sweet 16 starts today, and uh, SEC Tournament starts today for a lot of the SEC, so it's a it's a, the madness is here. Uh, continuing information coming out of Ukraine today. Um, just kind of checking in over the last twenty four hours. We did tell you during the show yesterday that the White House, the Biden administration, was announcing that we were not going to allow Russian oil at any of our ports. We were not going to be buying uh, buying oil from Russia. But then that just leads us to. The predicament we're in, if we want to do anything to try and ease the pressure on on gasoline prices, you have to go to some place like Venezuela. And to do that, we would have to release sanctions that we have on Venezuela because they're bad actors as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really almost between a rock and a hard place. One immediate thing that Congress is calling for is waiving the 18 cent per gallon fuel tax. Uh, the federal fuel tax. That isn't, um, I mean... Sure, I'll take an 18 cent improvement, but if it just negates the 18 cent rise that's maybe coming in the coming days, and uh, so it's it's definitely problematic. Uh, this thing has so many different. There's so many different factors involved now, and you know, Whitney, for you, I don't know if you're talking with any of your any of your farmers that you represent yet, but if fuel prices for our agricultural community is going to be extremely difficult. Well, and I talked to, I saw something yesterday kind of float around on Facebook, and I haven't put the, the pencil to paper on it yet, but you're talking like if a farmer, if you're paying four twenty five a gallon of ga- at, ga- at the gas station, this the farmer is paying $17.90 with the all of the input increases they've done this year. So that wow. includes fuel and fertilize. So uh, be ready because your, your cost of your food are going to be rising too and it's not your farmer that's getting the extra money <laughs> it's the in between because we can't you know it, it it's got to go somewhere if when you when you look at the amount of you look at all the various steps <laughs> that your food takes to get to your mouth yeah and then all of the fuel involved for that delivery process uh from getting it to your home getting it mm-hmm. to the store where you purchased it then uh, getting it to the warehouse from where it was delivered, getting it off of the farm where it was grown, mm-hmm. getting it tended to while it was on the farm, all, you just add in at all that point, and it just gets to be 
Um, it it ta- we we see prices go at the pump up at the pump for everyone, mm-hmm. but it takes a while for the crops that grow out of that cycle then that are expensive or farmers are taking a bath mm-hmm. and then they're in a, then they're mm-hmm. in a crisis. So this um, this this balance this ecosystem that we're in is um, is troubling. So I'm not. Um, it's definitely something to keep. Well, not uh, an, an easy fix on. for anything, I don't think. That's the problem. No, well, it, I mean, I guess you could make it an easy fix, but the likelihood of that happening is not. And the best I can tell based upon just observing different sources, even to establish some of our own energy independence, it, the drilling you the drilling mm-hmm. you would start tomorrow is six months out from making a difference. Exactly. So mm-hmm. when you close the pipeline your first day in office – then it's six months. There was almost an immediate rise there, but it was already even before it hit this spike. It was already up a dollar a gallon mm-hmm. from a previous year. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to go up potentially a, another dollar, and it's going to make people extremely cagey. I I fear. Uh, in other national news going on today, one thing you need to know about um, it it goes back to January sixth of uh, of twenty twenty one, but it's going to have implications here in twenty twenty two. Because the first trial in the Capitol riots ended yesterday and ended in a conviction on all accounts. There have been people who were involved in the January 6th riots that pled guilty, and they've already been sentenced. But this is the first trial that went to trial. And prosecutors were determined to throw the book at this man. It's a um, convicted a Gus Wesley Reffitt for obstructing Congress's joint session to certify the Electoral College vote, which is a very um, a, a weird a weird story on how all that happened. His family turned him in. He threatened to kill his kids if they testified and Jeez. on and on. But Greg Sofer is the um, is a prosecutor involved uh, in, in this case, and they were just determined to make the best case they could to secure a conviction on all charges to send a message to all those that are downstream of this that they probably need to change their tune and plead guilty or here's what you're here's what you're facing so they're trying to use this as the bellwether mm-hmm. on what may on what may come sentencing won't be until June 8th he could receive 20 years in prison on the top charge alone but obviously he's not going to face uh, that much time uh, much much less time you're seeing the longest sentence so far is five years and three months and so but those are for people who pled out you know yeah if you if you force the government to trial and spend the resources of this then you may pay the price if you remain indignant that you're going to get your fair your fair trial the man accused of killing a Richmond woman during a home invasion traveled to Florida after the murder and was on his way back to the scene of the crime when he was apprehended, uh, according to investigators and according to the, the charges. 23-year-old Shannon Gilday of Taylor Mill entered the Richmond home of former politician and businessman C. Wesley Morgan during the early morning hours of February 22. I think we're probably all aware of this story by now because it's such a tragedy. When uh, Jordan Morgan, 32 years of age, lost her life, she was shot while she slept. And so we're learning a little bit more that, according to court records, Gilday made several trips to the Morgan residence in the days prior to the deadly shooting they've uncovered through their investigation while serving a search warrant at his apartment. 
They found written notes about the bunker underneath the Morgan's home and had recorded details of the home and the family's sleeping habits. A friend of his who first alerted police that Gilday could be responsible for the murder said that he had been looking at homes with bunkers. While he was in Florida, he stole a Georgia license plate off of a car, put it on his car, was driving back to Kentucky, car broke down just north of Atlanta. He abandoned it there and not sure how he got back to Kentucky when he was arrested, I guess, on the 28th, just near the scene. Mm-hmm. He was going back. Um, his mom was involved in, you know, advising, and she was pleading with him to turn himself in. Uh, so she's aware. She says he's mentally ill. He would have to be, would he not? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, can't we all agree that yeah. this person mentally disturbed in right? some way? I mean, there's just no other. There'll be a documentary about that someday. There will. And I just, you know, I don't know much about it. Well, I think I think there's some lessons in here, obviously. Uh, they're the obvious lessons. But also, I, I think um, it's a reaffirmation of the things you do and you show make you targets. Mm-hmm. And so this home listed online, the, the, the bragging that it had a million-dollar bunker that you, you're, you're signaling to other people who would do unscrupulous things are that makes you a... They were targeted because of that bunker. The thing the thing they thought would protect them the most in that home is the thing that led this bad actor to their home in the early morning hours. Mm-hmm. The irony of that is something else. Hard to miss. The Kentucky House voted yesterday to give parents the power to opt out of school masking requirements for their children. Just months after lawmakers handed school districts control over the contentious issue, parents could choose for any reason to have their children go maskless at public schools. The bill would also prohibit masking requirements at Kentucky's public colleges and child care centers could choose not to require masking. The House panel the measure uh, passed the measure 5635 after a long debate. Goes over to the Senate now. Obviously, they have a supermajority there if they want to pass it. It can be vetoed. They could overturn it. Um, it does seem to be. Listen, you'll, you're, I, I'm never going to change it. I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. And, and I don't think my mind is necessarily able to be changed on this issue at this point. At this point, we've lined up wherever you've lined up is probably my guess is where you're going to stay. Uh, I've had problems with mandates all along. But someone has to be responsible for setting the rules of order at the local level or at some, it can't be necessarily at the national level. There has never been a 50-state solution to this issue, and there's never been a 120-county solution to the issue. Boiling it down to some, there's someone whose guidance we need to follow on this. You can't, everybody can't just do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And so there has to be someone who sets it. But I don't not quite sure that I understand if you take the power away from the governor, okay, fine, you have the power to do that. You give it to the local school board, okay, they're the ones in charge. Then you go back months later and say, Nope, we don't like you having it either. We just want ultimately a parent to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Listen, we don't allow in today's society people to do whatever ever they want to do it's been a long time (laughs) there are penalties for doing whatever it is that you want to do so i'm just not i don't i thought that having the local school boards be the 
you know, to me, that's the most likely or the most logical because they're going to know in their county what the rate is, what and, and what's going on in their schools. Yes. And so to take that away, I don't know. I don't really could, understand. Could it be that also school boards around the state went back to their legislators and said, "We don't want to make this. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we don't want to decide this." Well, I'll yes, leave that there. No, no, you're right. That's the reason that they're there. Nobody wants to have to make the decision. But it's also one of those, it makes you, back to being a target, mm-hmm. it makes you the target sure. of... Absolutely. I, listen, I understand. I have seen it. I understand it. But at the end of the day, that just seems like the most logical scenario. But. K- Kentucky children are about to get more Dolly Parton in their lives, whether Good. they know it or not. The Imagination Library book gifting program is going statewide after the Senate voted to establish it. Uh, actually, it's going over to the House, and I think this will pass in the mm-hmm. pass in the House. But the goal of inspiring a love of reading, the voluntary program gives books each month to children from infancy to five years old, free of charge to families, though funding uh, that will be shared by Parton. And uh, Morgan McGarvey said the bill codifies that program and establishes the fund for the General Assembly to make future appropriations. I think that's great. We have not taken action personally, but this is something that that she and I Mm -hmm. have been talking about for quite some time about trying to bring to the local level because Mm -hmm. of her passion for books and literacy and Mm -hmm. libraries, et cetera. I'm thrilled to see it taking being an initiative that's going uh, statewide. If you don't know why the why Dolly has been so passionate about this. It's because her father was illiterate and couldn't read, and she was determined. She kind of helped him read along and you know mm-hmm. do some basic some basic reading, and so she just story. decided she yeah. didn't want anyone else to have to live uh, live in that situation. So good for her. Good soul. I like it. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do you need to know? They did. The lawmakers did pass a bill revamping the jobless benefit rules. If that applies to you. I would encourage you to do some investigating on that. It has the support of the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, so it sounds like it's a uh, it's a business friendly piece of uh, legislation. The state Senate did vote to replace the board at Kentucky State. They'll be uh, replacing that, I think, by April first, uh, reseating that board. And by the way, in, in baked into this legislation, if they don't hit certain benchmarks. In the coming years, KSU could just be closed, and um, I think that would be bad for Kentucky. But they definitely need to get get things together best that they can. I did. I did, wanted to make sure and save time for this. It doesn't. It doesn't appeal to us. Lo, uh, doesn't pertain to us locally right now. But we could easily find ourselves in these situations. And I didn't know the transportation cabinet did this. The Kentucky transportation cabinet is looking to identify a truck operator who spilled paint in Paducah. So we have a photo for you of what happened. But so supposedly they have it on video. There's a truck that had a topper on it that did a U-turn. And apparently when the U-turn occurred, then a bucket or container of paint turned over and started coming out the back of the vehicle. Well, what happens to other, what happens to the next people that drive through this? And get it on their car. That's right. And so... And do you know how mad he would be? Oh, <laughs> I would be, I would be I, mad, I, too. I would be, I would be furious. But the person just decided to... Either they didn't know it. <laughs> it's what rearview mirrors you make, are for. I was going to say, if you're making a U-turn, you're looking in the rearview mirror. Or you, you're, you're pleading that you didn't know it. <clears throat> okay. But they mm-hmm. want to... They want... It's a gray pickup with a topper. And then it got onto US-62... And so, anyway, you can you can find out all the detail online if you're that curious. But it does present to me 
Okay, so how far do we take this? How far will the transportation cabinet go to penalize people who hazard up or throw hazards in the roadway that end up on our vehicles? I don't know, but if you talk to a farmer, they're, the stipulations that they even have to follow are very strict. Are they? Yes. So I can see where there would be, you know, I, which is good because, I mean, obviously you got to have the roadway safe. Sure. But For is. people that spin, okay, this is paint, mm-hmm. and paint can cause permanent damage to the paint of another vehicle. Mm-hmm. I get it. But what about people who spend resources to maintain the cleanliness of their car only to drive through horse manure that's been dropped and left in the road? Like, is that does the transportation cabinet get involved in things like that? I, I have questions. I don't have answers. I have I have questions. I have if anyone, questions if anyone has the answer, yeah. please, please, <laughs> let, please let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. That's what I'm here for is to find out. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on in the nose. The sky is finally open. The rain and wind stop blowing. But you're Today is Barbie Day. The anniversary of the day the world's most successful doll was first unveiled in 1959. It is also uh, Amerigo Vespucci Day today. Uh, we were our country named for Amerigo Vespucci. It's Get Over It Day today. <laughs> Whatever it is, I guess, just get over it. And the March of Kindness continues today. The March of Kindness Day today is Tell... Tell a joke and make someone laugh. I can do that. Make sure I've got this right. Uh, tell, uh, yeah, da, 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 da. tell a joke and make someone laugh. Yeah, I got it. I got well, it right. so I taught Alea one. You did. So yeah. where does an elephant put their stuff? Um, in its trunk. <laughs> In its trunk, she thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, good. good. I was, was making sure that I got it. I was like, well, in its trunk, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, don't. Well, don't we so Alexa, well, she was the one. Oh, okay. I was say she just perked up over there. See? Well, so hey, you you Beetlejuiced her right there. Um, I think I've got in my point to ponder today. I think I'm going to be able to check the box. Check the box. Okay. When we, when we get to that point, now now it's like, oh, the pressure's on. Now I'm afraid I've oversold it. So. At least do me a solid and laugh. I will. So that way it's <laughs> and it's not a silly dad joke. It's a good. It's a it's a good joke. Uh, it feels like we have finally pressed unpause on like after it's almost exactly two years mm-hmm. that we we're going. We'll look back in history and go. Well, that was all sort of a blur. <laughs> I mean, there were yeah. many years within those years, it felt like. There were many seasons within those two years. But I think it feels like there's a definite... A light, maybe? A, I, I think I think there's been a definite pivot. I mm-hmm. just think we're... Whether it's gone or not, I think we've decided it's gone. Yeah. Like we as a... and Because now here we are in an election year again, which painted our thinking in the last election year. And so here we are and like, oh, we're going to make this thing sound rosy, whether it's not or whether mm-hmm. it is or it isn't. And so... What I would like to do is, I came up acro- across a list, and I would like to take the the end of the rope, right? If you were to just cut out the last two years and seam the pieces of rope together, here's what we would be talking and worrying about. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
J-Lo and Shakira had just performed at the Super Bowl. And everybody was outraged. <laughs> that feels like <laughs> 10 years ago, right? <laughs> okay. I had already forgotten. All right, so I'm just moving that back to the forefront for you, for your outrage over their hoochie mama attire. And, right. <laughs> okay. I think uh, I was too much holding my eyeballs right? open, yeah. I, I, would like for, I would like for you to remember that Tiger King came out right at the List. beginning of oh, the pandemic. Dear. I remember the Tiger King. And I watched all of it, too. Gosh. In theaters then, like the last big movies that opened at the theater, The Invisible Man, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Bad Boys for Life. And have not seen any of those movies. Well, no. Nor have I. Uh, in one of the major, last major events in the pre-Rona world, Laura Dern had won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress at the Academy Awards. Parasite was Best Picture. These are all things that just happened in the days right before the March 13th or whatever the date was. The uh, Nicole Scherzinger from Louisville, she's a member mm-hmm. of the Pussycat Dolls. Mm-hmm. And right before that, they reunited. And then since then, they announced a reunion tour, but then canceled it. And now they've broken up again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. right there, like all that never happened because of the two years. It was right before <laughs> Megxit was announced. Mm-hmm. Megan and Harry were leaving. Like leaving. Everybody was, was oh, the thing. Royals. Yes. And the, yes. and nothing new has happened to them in the last two years, obviously. <laughs> uh, Billie Eilish was still in her green and black hair phase two years ago. So yeah, go, ba- go back to then if you'd like. And two years ago today, no one anywhere had used the phrase... Social distancing, super spreader, <laughs> flatten the curve, jab, vaxxed, N95, PPE, variant, You're giving or me anxiety. <laughs> those are, so I'm just taking you back to a time when none of those things exist. I saw something yesterday that said, can we all just quit driving for two weeks? Maybe it'll flatten the curve. <laughs> I, I have seen that. Yes. <laughs> but 14 days. Super uh, spreader. Listen, my daddy used a spreader. Yeah. Yeah. A manure spreader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could have been super. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, speaking of that, and, and you touched on it and it's in your business, but whenever, if you look up the word broadcast, yeah, broadcast was an agricultural term before it was a technology term uh-huh. because you're broadcasting seed, you yes. know, and, and I always thought that, found that to be, found that to be funny. Mm-hmm. A... Um, during the pandemic, many people, including 4 million people alone in the last year, have canceled their cable TV package. I believe that. And we're in that 4 million. Mm-hmm. And it's... I am unfortunately not. I am trying desperately to. It's but. thanks to fiber that we were able to do it finally. Yeah. Um, oh, mine's just... There's too many sports channels on it. <laughs> Really? Oh, we need For to talk you? during the break. Yeah, you no. got all the sports channels you want. I know where to get I, all. The okay, sports well, channels like I said, want. we I need to. We need say, to talk. You too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. I know. Listen. I. <laughs> I, I have. I have more sports channels than I had this time last year. So I, I'm. I'm aware. And it's cheaper. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Much. Um, according to the new report, the largest pay TV providers in the United States lost about 4.7 million subscribers in 2021 alone. This is still less than 2020, which was about 4.9 million. 
But between those two years, the two pandemic years were closing in on 10 million households said, mm-hmm. uh-uh. done. give me give me the streaming. And in fact, there are a lot of cable companies that would love to be out of the cable business. Mm-hmm. They want to be in the internet business, but they don't want to be in the cable business because everything is just going to come streamed in the form of, and you won't know the difference. It's, mm-hmm. it's if you get it. If you get good, like the NCTC service is so fast, you you don't know you're not you right. don't know that it's not coming out of the sky. But uh, Comcast and Directv both lost over 1.5 million subscribers each. Don't know about Dish, but um, so a man blew sixty thousand dollars in COVID funds on a Pokemon card. Wow. You know, I got to tell you, I'll bet $60,000 was wasted on far worse during the pandemic. Well, but isn't there there a big push for some of that stuff now? It's all coming back and being, you can buy and get a lot. uh, Well, yeah. They're investigating it on how you spent it and that. A 31-year-old Georgia man, Georgia the state, not the country, obviously because he got COVID funds, will spend three years in prison after using 57789 of his $85,000 on his disaster relief loan to buy a Pokemon card. Uh, He's from Dublin, Georgia, and he applied to the Small Business Administration for an Economic Injury Disaster Loan in July of 2020, claiming he operated an entertainment business with 10 employees that made $235,000 in gross revenue in the year before. He got an $85,000 grant, and he spent $57,000 and some change on so I, obviously you want to know the card. Uh, Charizard, Charizard, C-H-A-R-I-Z-A-R-D is the card. Now, I realize that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm old and out of touch with um, things that people might be collecting, especially those who are 31 years of age. Uh, my... Uh, my first trip back to Frankfurt, but which was back in July, when I went to a KBA meeting and we were overnighting the night before, when I checked in, the young man behind the desk decided to share with me what he was up to. Okay. I didn't ask him what he was up to, <laughs> but he decided to share with me. And he said he was busy researching online Pokemon cards because he was trying to buy some cards that he felt like would pay for his daughter's college education. And I thought... Is that a thing? Apparently it is. Is that a... I mean, I'm not saying that it's like a good investment. I'm just saying I think that there is a thing out there now where you are... It's sort of like the baseball card thing, but it's more expensive. I just don't get it. Like, no, I mean, I understand collectibles. I understand. But I do, too. Collectibles yeah. are only as valuable as what someone is willing to give you exactly. for it in that particular mm-hmm. moment. And really, can we say that for all assets? Yes. You can think something is worth whatever, but unless someone is willing to write you a check for it or give you cash for it, it's not mm-hmm. It's not worth that. But it this whole this idea of cryptocurrency and NFTs and That's Pokemon confusing. and all that is like, this makes me uncomfortable. The like, NFT really confuses mm-hmm. me. What what am I what am I missing here? I think here? I'm just too old. And, well, that's my. Am I just too old to understand these things? And perhaps the answer is yes. A woman placed an order through DoorDash, uh, DoorDash, but a cop arrived at her home instead of a delivery driver, and he had a shocking reason. The unusual occurrence took place in Hillsborough County, Florida, over the weekend. The incident was captured on camera. The 
Sheriff's Office said District 1 deputies went above and beyond after arresting a DoorDash driver who was in the process of delivering food. Mm -hmm. The driver had two outstanding warrants at the time of the arrest, but their work didn't stop there. Sheriff's Office deputies completed the delivery for the customer. I saw that. (laughs) So that was going to be my question. Did she get her food? Yes. Isn't this going to happen? This is going to happen more often, isn't it? I imagine it it will. As we become more of a delivery type of Mm -hmm. economy, it seems like. Because if you're the law enforcement officer, I mean, what do you do? Most... There are sometimes so if law enforcement goes to arrest someone on the job and they're literally in the middle of doing something, don't they most often like wait until work ceases and then say sure. you need to come with us? Yeah. So maybe I in, would hope so. In maybe. a way, isn't this similar? Mm-hmm. Okay, we need to, we need to see to you that your task gets finished, but then you're going to have to right. go with us because then you're then somebody else is impacted by, but. I guess life is like a box of chocolates. You never know which DoorDash delivery driver you're going to get. Or are you going to get the correct food? Because we've had that situation That's true. too. Uh, the, I think the biggest snafu, and it's not happened to us yet. It's not happened to me. I can't oh. speak for her, but I think I think I can speak for her, but I, I, I don't intend to. Always update, update your delivery address. Always, before you place an order, double check because... You might realize you've actually door dashed yourself some food to Florida where you're not currently. <laughs> you know, or if you had DoorDash at work one day, yes. and then you decided you want to have it at home, but then it gets delivered to work. I'm like, well, Uh-oh. that can be. Yeah, uh, I have not had that happen. That can be a, a problem. And then a Polk County, Florida teacher is facing a misdemeanor battery charge. Over allegations, she bit two students over a jar of pickles. Rhonda Rice told school administrators she was playing around with students. The students were working at the school store when Rice tried to take a jar of pickles. She just bit them on the forearm, and of course they released, and she was able to get the pickles. Uh, But there's other ways to do that, according to the spokesperson involved. The students reported the behavior to school administrators. Just like you say. What is it? That's like the third or fourth what is wrong story with I have seen about teachers lately just kind of going off hinge here. Mm-hmm. And, I saw somebody get slapped yes, yesterday that was yeah, troubling. Yeah. Um, but it's just like she says, it's all fun and games until somebody gets bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think that's uh, that behavior is frowned upon. I do so. I hope the pickles were good. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know? This probably won't come as much of a surprise to you. Bart Simpson's name is an anagram for brat. So when they wrote the character, they wrote, uh, he's going to be a brat. What can we call him? Let's call him Bart. So his name is Bart. Bartholomew Jojo Simpson is... is, uh, Well... Okay. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say, but I do like that show. You do, yeah. I haven't no. watched it much. I, um, for whatever reason, I just never it never took off. But uh, Bartholomew JoJo Simpson. I uh, also should mention here on Barbie Day that it's Barbie Millicent 
Roberts is Barbie's actual mm-hmm. full full name. Which, so. How weird is that? Yeah, no. We were talking about, We were talking about Dolly uh, and Imagination Library in the first segment of the show today. Uh, she's make she's on a press junket with James Patterson because they've co-authored a book together, and she's made an album. It's called Run Rose Run, and it's about the music business in Nashville and some of the. It's not all sunshine and roses, and mm-hmm. so anyway, that's they've been out doing that. But there, she she's been asked about a collaboration with. She's done a lot of collaborations, mm-hmm. Kenny. Um, Brad Paisley, you know, mm-hmm. how about Cardi B? <laughs> That's a little bit <laughs> off the ends of the spectrum there, right? isn't it? <laughs> but they're, they're both very unique, right? They, yeah, they, they are basically, yeah, I'd like to see it. They're, yeah, I mean, they're I would, originals, but Dolly P and <laughs> Cardi B, I think I'm interested in hearing that collaboration. Me too. Yeah. Now, the good thing is, is that Dolly isn't going to allow it to be vulgar. Right, That's and I true. think I think I think left to her own devices, Cardi B would try and make it nasty, and that where nothing that you could ever play or but, enjoy. Right, Dolly will make her cover up a little bit more. That's right, mm-hmm. Dolly will put soap in her mouth and he'll say, "Hey, <laughs> you're not going to do this," and so bring her back to. So maybe this is what Cardi B needs. Maybe is a maybe. big heavy dose of Dolly in her life. <laughs> I mean, why not? The yeah. byproducts of the Miley Cyrus godmotherdom, you can debate the effectiveness of that. She really her godmother. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, true. She sure, she sure oh, is. So I'm just. Okay. But yeah, I'm I'm here I for that. I don't guess I, mi- I missed that, I guess. I, I'm here for, no, that, co- for yeah. that collaboration. Uh, I've not really followed much about the Brittany Griner situation in Russia, but this is another... It's another bad deal where apparently her booking photo is out now, or at least it's being circulated as her booking photo. She was arrested last week. She's playing when the WNBA is out of season. She's playing basketball in Russia, and as a walk-up, I don't know if it—I don't know if it was part of Putin's master plan, but we've got some well-known Americans who are in Russia that are now being held. And they'll be used as pawns, is my guess, Mm -hmm. in trying to, like, oh, yeah, you want to do this? Well, we've got, you know, some of your stars or celebrities. We've got servicemen and women uh, who are in that situation. So just uh, something else to to consider. It was vape cartridges that had... I don't know. They said it was drugs. Had cannabis cannabis oil or something. And, I I mean, it appears to be illegal, but... Wow. I will also think the Russians' rules are a little bit different than ours Mm -hmm. as well. Whitney, what do you make of the Aaron Rodgers situation? It's It looked like at the beginning of the NFL season that he may not play for the Packers, and now he's got a new monster four-year, $250 million deal. He he did all that. It was a scheme. It was I all. Think. It was all. He was playing them. Mm-hmm. And then what about the blockbuster trade yesterday? Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. I like it. It was, um, yeah, it uh, was um, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, I mean, he he's good quarterback, I think, so. We'll see how the see how that goes. But anyway, all right, we gotta get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know.
MB's point to ponder for today. If you sneeze and toot at the same time, <laughs> does your body take a screenshot? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> this is a funny thing at our house. Okay. Go ahead. Call it. No, you go ahead. You're, you're telling it. No, you're telling it. You said it. it's a funny thing at our house. I didn't bring up our house. <laughs> is it I a just, snark? Well, it's a cough snark. That's cough from snark. the that that's from growing uh, grown ups. Oh yes. that's from the Adam Sandler <laughs> yes. movie. When you it, don't mean to. But it just seems but to me, you know, everything just happens. You know how to take mm-hmm. a screenshot on your phone? Yeah, you, t- you that's, right? that's your body's way of taking a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was Do good. I get to check my box yeah, on March of Kindness? Oh, good. good. My maiden, maiden. And how oh, embarrassing. Uh, right? <laughs> on television tonight, the season 42 premiere of Survivor is on CBS. We haven't even finished watching The Amazing Race. Ugh. We're behind, so we'll get caught up one of these days. I don't see us watching Survivor tonight. Nor do I. I see us watching... Uh, Six-year-old bouncing off the walls and the almost six-year-old bouncing oh off the walls and the furniture. Mm-hmm. The season seven premiere of The Masked Singer on Fox. The season two premiere of Kung Fu on the CW. And on Fox tonight, a premiere of a show called Domino Masters. I'm kind of intrigued with this. Do they try to push the things and make it go all Yeah, crazy? they try and set them up. They mm-hmm. do competitions and then, you know, something happens and some of them get knocked over and they sure. go... But I don't know that I have – I'll be curious to know about the editing process of this because I don't have time to sit and watch somebody put this elaborate – Like set them all yeah. up. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I want to see the crashes. Sort of like the I, Lego Masters. You don't watch all the intricate stuff. You yeah. just watch – they kind of section it so off. So I will – I'll probably give an eye to this just – and go, eh, yeah. I can, but I liked the Mask Singer the first time I saw it. But then after that, well, I was like, and my, I can't do my daughter this. still likes to watch that, so she'll yeah. watch that tonight, I'm sure. But okay. I don't. We were there's something called like the courtship that was sort of like where they go and they dress. It's like a bachelorette almost, but mm-hmm. it's the uh, they're in the castle and they dress like the Bridgerton, you know that that era. And I thought, I don't know, like Victorian, yeah, and. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see if that's going to be interesting or not. I know she has. Whitney, have you seen Inventing Anna? We have started. We've watched one episode. Okay. I've, oh, not, yeah. I've not seen it. SNL did a skit the other night <laughs> yeah. where uh, Chloe Fineman picks mm-hmm. up Anna's accent. And so I kind of feel yeah. like I know what it sounds like or I know how it's being emulated. But couldn't they? So there's some speculation. Couldn't they have given her a better accent, or is this what makes it? Well, is the accent? She's. I said some, or I saw something where it said she was having a hard time because the accent she had in Ozark versus the one that she's having now. And is she British? <laughs> is she British? Uh, I don't think so. I don't, okay. yeah, I don't so think so. I mean, I'm, I could be wrong. I don't but know I don't for think sure. So. But I think that she had a really hard time with it. And so they, they said you could pick up a little bit of both, you know, of those accents. In Do you this, ever think she show. just about says, what? <laughs> Marty. Yeah. Marty. be hard. So I've seen it all <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. Okay. okay. So the accent's fine with you. Well, it worked for me. But yeah, you're not yeah. going to start talking like her, are you? You're not going to use that accent? Yeah, I don't have time okay. for that. Chloe, Chloe Feynman was a little annoying. It was funny, <laughs> but I was like, that could get annoying. Oh, yeah. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1933, Congress, called into special session by FDR, began its 100 days of enacting the New Deal legislation. 
Napoleon Bonaparte married Josephine this date in 1796, in case anybody wants to send him a card. Uh, 1987, <laughs> Chrysler Corporation announced it agreed to buy the financially ailing American Motors Corporation. The notorious B.I.G. was killed in a still unsolved drive-by shooting this date in 1996. Mickey Gilly is 86 today. Jeffrey Osborne is 74. Emmanuel Lewis is 51. Webster, if you remember the show from the 80s. Whitney, you probably don't. Uh, and Oscar Isaac, who played Poe Dameron in Star Wars movies, also hosted SNL the other night, 43 today. Gone but not forgotten. Amerigo Vespucci, born in fourteen fifty four, Mickey Spillane in nineteen eighteen, Lloyd Price in nineteen thirty-three. Uh, a reminder for the next for today, tomorrow, Friday, and next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be splitting at nine forty five Central Time each day because we are carrying all of the Sweet Sixteen on one oh three nine the Moose, which you can also hear on the WMTL app and the stream online, and so we're doing Doing basketball on uh, on the moose, so I'll listen for Meade County, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, that's one. That's a great tournament, just because of the way that it's mm-hmm. done. Many states have class systems in basketball. You know, one A champion, two yes. A champion, three A. Yeah. Indiana's yeah. one. Texas does. I think Tennessee does. Mm-hmm. But this is an all comers. You give us the best sixteen from around the state. Let them duke it out. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's neat. Uh, there's a lot of really good ones that deal. didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Chart Toppers, 1953, Maddie Page, number one. I'm sorry, I still love this. This was a record in my grandparents' front living room, the formal one. I would play this record. It's the Patty Page one, or was it somebody else doing it? Um, There was a guy that sang it too, right? Probably. So what year was that? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, well... It's all the same. You can you can look it up. Uh oh. Nineteen sixty-two. Bruce Channel. Number one. <laughs> come on, come on. It is in baby dancing. Yeah. Okay, I, I thank you. I had a I had a moment. I was like, wait, it is in baby. It, it has to be in this I carry movie, watermelons. Right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. This is where I carry watermelons. I was like, did I dream that? <laughs> Well, you, you may have dreamt about it, but it's also in the movie. Okay, I just so. wanted to make sure. 1971, The Temptations, number one. With just my imagination. I think I heard them perform this live one time with my back turned to them. This is the infamous incident when Jason and Misty and we went to see Bruno Mars. But the Temptations opened for them and they had one concession stand line. And so we were not intentionally had your back turned. No, but we had to be in the line waiting for concessions while she and Misty were dancing to the Temptations in the set. So so when I'm asked, have you ever seen the Temptations live? I go Sorta. I was in the room. I was in the room. I turned my head. <laughs> I was in the room where it happened. <laughs> All right, let's go to 1980. Queen. Uh, what Queen? Crazy little thing called love. They're my cleaning music. I'm uh, cleaning my house. Is, yeah, yeah. I can see okay. that. Uh, I did see where Brian May was saying they might do a sequel to Bohemian Rhapsody, and I thought that no, was, a, that was okay. an excellent movie. Uh, it, it was awesome. But I think we've heard the story. Just a little. I mean, it got us to the point where they, yeah. we, we we don't want to hear the we, Adam Lambert it. version of the movie. We well, want just the Freddy's version. That's true. Yeah. 
I mean, there was a time when Don't Paul Rogers, <laughs> Paul Rogers from Bad Company, toured mm-hmm. with them and sang, and they would do some Bad Company songs and they'd do some Queen songs. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful, yeah. but. I don't think we need to hear a movie, have a movie about it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like you. Leave a good thing. Mm-hmm. I can just go back and watch the movie a bunch of times if I want to. Yeah. Uh, I sang Debbie this song senior year. You did? In our spring. Yes. I say, to who? And to your Kyle. face was perfect. <laughs> to Kyle. To you Kyle. Did yes. to Kyle. face was yeah. so perfect. Lost don't ask me eyes. to sing it now. <laughs> and here's Whitney with Lost in Your Eyes. I did, I sang it, because our, our thing was lost, and we were on an island, and I was lost. Cause... Huh. Interesting. Wow. That was way back. Throwback. Uh, <laughs> it was a few years after 1989 when yes, you did that. Right. <laughs> uh, Will Smith getting jiggy with it, number one in 98. What goes around Justin Timberlake in 07. 21 Pilot Stressed Out was number one six years ago today. So there you go. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today says... If you have no roadmap, you have to create your own. If you have no roadmap, you have to create your own. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.